welcome everyone to another episode of our Ellie Talks podcast, the podcast for your insight into the world of sustainable textiles. My name is Julie Litaire, founder of Ariadne Innovation and your host for the podcast today. With Ariadne Innovation, we aim to inspire, inform, connect uh, the textile industry uh, towards more sustainability and today in more particular uh, circularity. So today we talk about a topic, I think it has been mentioned uh, already a lot in our talks, circular economy, uh, which is really important. And we want to look at um, the topic from a different angle, uh, being, you know, the role of the local uh, reuse centers, uh, Kringwinkels, as, uh, as we know them, and their role uh, that they can play in the circular transition. So therefore, I'm very happy uh, to welcome our guest uh, of today, Jolien Rudolf, um, who is here today uh, from uh, Herwin. And you are, uh, if I read correctly, business development responsible for social and circular entrepreneurship. Wow, what a great title. And you are our guest speaker for today. So Jolien, can you maybe introduce yourself uh, to our uh, to our uh, guests today? Yeah, of course. Uh, thanks, Julie, uh, uh, for inviting me. I'm, I'm really exciting, uh, excited to be here on the podcast. And I will excuse uh, myself before it for my uh, Flemish English, but let's try. <laughs> uh, so uh, I'm Jolien. Uh, I'm from Leuven, but uh, currently living in uh, Ghent. And that's where I try to spread the social circular message as, as much as possible. That's great to hear. So uh, you are working for Heroin, which is, is, I think, quite unknown uh, to our uh, listeners. Can you maybe explain a little bit what Heroin is, uh, is doing? Yeah, of course. Um, so Herwin is actually the collective of social circular entrepreneurs and uh, Herwin uh, in English, it means uh, to regain. Uh, so I looked it up, but it was. And uh, I think you can describe our mission in, in three uh, pillars. And I think the first pillar is uh, to regain talents. So it means that uh, our members who are associated with Herwin, they exist to give people a job, uh, to mm -hmm. give people who otherwise would have difficulties to find a job because they don't speak the language yet or because they have uh, a certain kind of or social uh, psychological problems. That's why our members exist to uh, give them useful jobs and to give them um, support also um, and tailor-made uh, functions. So that's the first pillar, it's the social employment. Uh, the second regaining is we want to regain materials. So uh, while creating jobs, we also are doing this in a circular way. Uh, because we saw uh, like some, some years ago when we started that, that actually the social jobs, these are often very uh, manual labor also. And this is also a pillar that is associated with circular economy. Because, for example, repairing stuff, sorting stuff, collecting stuff, uh, these are all um, yeah, these are all jobs that are, that are very um, good for social economy. So that's our second pillar. We had uh, regaining talent, regaining material. And the third one is um, regaining um, also so um, social contacts because uh, our members are also offering services to people who otherwise uh, would have difficulties with paying for stuff. Uh, for example, we have our social restaurants who always offer a social tariff for people uh, to come and have a, a good meal um, at, a, at a very low price. Yeah. Um, and so at Heroin, we are actually, you cannot decouple us from our members. So we exist uh, through our members and the goal of, of Heroin is 
um, is, un is um, enforcing these members um, in, in a political way also. We, we represent them as a sector federation. Mm -hmm. And at the other side, and that's also a bit, a bit more my job, is also enforcing them in their entrepreneurial activities because they also all have a, a business model uh, where they generate a certain kind of value. Um, and that's where we help them uh, undertaking circular activities too. Okay, that's great to hear. And I love the fact that you match uh, the social and the, and the circular way, which are both very important, I think, for our future generations. So uh, I wanted to zoom in also a little bit um, about uh, Jolien as a person and your responsibility uh, at Herwen. You already talked a little bit about it, so I'm going to repeat it. It's business development uh, for social and, uh, and circular um, entrepreneurship so uh, that's amazing can you maybe tell something about how it is to work at uh, Herwin and your day-to-day -day, uh, uh, job yeah, yeah of course um, yeah so business development when I started at Herwin it's like uh, two years two years and a half now already um, actually I'm yeah, the first business development uh, person for Herwin so for me it was in the beginning like a really um, uh, a playground because I could experiment a lot. Um, I had like a description of tasks, but it was not really uh, very concrete. So I could do really with the function what I wanted. And so today um, I think my, my, my function is really about innovation also. Um, like for example, uh, yesterday um, we had a meeting about the project management, about our new project we are doing for Kringwinkel, about a new digital platform. Um, today I'm talking to you, um, and uh, I also um, I'm also really involved in, in innovation projects to write them, to find the right partners also in within our network, and to make a network, um, yeah, to network externally too. Because um, if you want to to make a change, a, a circular change, you need a lot of of partners, you need a lot of network, and that's also a bit my job to to see that that we can connect the dots within the sector, uh, but also outside of the sector. Mm -hmm. Great to hear that uh, it's not, you know, a traditional business, but that the innovation aspect is also uh, very important. So is this something where you have always been interested in this uh, social uh, circular entrepreneurship um, or, or was it just an opportunity that came uh, uh, at hand? I have to say the the circular part and the sustainability part, that's always something that, that, that was in me, like... Uh, I, I was already applying sustainability in my personal life uh, and then I, I got a job at a corporate uh, corporate company and then I started to see like hmm Ali, maybe I, I do not really see the point often of, of what I'm doing and then I want to do something more now uh, for society also and then at one time uh, I read the book uh, Donut Economics by uh, mm -hmm. Kate Roward and that uh, completely changed my life uh, because then I finally saw like okay this is what I want to be doing uh, every day, uh, every week. Eating donuts then. Yeah, yeah, not <laughs> eating donuts, but uh, actually, uh, Kate, that would also be a very nice job. But uh, Kate describes that uh, we have to switch our model from, uh, from a linear uh, economic model uh, where growth is really the, the core to like donut model. And this donut model, you really have to picture a donut uh, for you. And uh, we have to see that everyone is in the middle of this donut. This, this means that we have to have a social uh, layer where everyone has enough um, food, where there's housing, where there's jobs. So everyone has his basic needs and is within the middle of the donut. But then we have to see that, that the economy stays also within the donut and doesn't go beyond because then we go beyond our planetary boundaries. So actually, she matches the, the social and, and the circular, the, the environmental parts 
uh, within each other. And so that's when I saw it, like, okay, this is what I really wanted to do. Uh, and then I, I checked on, on a, a job website and, and I saw the, the uh, vacancy for, for Herwin business development. And I was always um, really intrigued by new things. Uh, like um, I have to be fed by new projects, new ideas, mm-hmm. uh, new stuff. And so it was like business development. And, and I read the, the description. I was like, okay, it's a bit love at first sight. Yeah. I first uh, did not apply because it was like uh, I lived in Leuven and uh, it was in Ghent. I was like, no, I'm not going to sit on the train for, for one hour and 10 minutes every day. But then after a week, I couldn't put it out of my head. I applied and then uh, now I'm here. <laughs> That's great. And we're very happy to have you here uh, as well. And uh, I, I love the book, uh, The Donut uh, Economy as well. Uh, maybe it's uh, uh, an interesting idea to launch it on uh, Ellie Connect as well. Uh, I'm referring to Florence. Uh, so, uh, you know, the rest of our users on the platform can uh, have a look at it as well as uh, we are approaching our holidays. Um, so, um, as you explained, uh, Herwin is really the kind of the umbrella over the reuse centers, the, these cr- uh, Kringwinkels. Um, they deal with a large variety of, of products, right? So we are focusing uh, specifically on textiles, but you're also also working with uh, electrical equi- equipment, um, uh, furniture, uh, fashion, of course, uh, mattresses, carpets. So before we deep dive uh, into the topic of, um, of textiles, can you uh, maybe um, scope a little bit what role Kringwinkel uh, plays um, in, uh, in the textile and fashion landscape uh, of today here in Belgium? Yeah, of course. Um, so the Kremwinkel in Flanders, uh, our mission statement is uh, uh, maximal local reuse in Flanders. Mm-hmm. Um, so actually, what are we today? Um, I, I still remember that when I went uh, two years uh, back for my first visit behind the screens uh, at the Kremwinkel, I thought like, okay, I, I give something. So we take donations uh, and we then uh, resell them uh, so they can have a, a second life. And the uh, first time I visited one of the centers, I always thought like, okay, I give something to the Kringwinkel and the next day uh, it is being sold. Uh, okay, and that's it. But then I visited uh, a Kringwinkel with one of the directors and my mouth literally fell open because actually what is the Kringwinkels? It's like huge um, yeah, distribution centers. Um, it's like places where there's sorting lines, where all, all the donations come in where there's people who are checking everything that comes in. So mm-hmm. uh, the first check is really rough sorting. Like if you come with a box to the Kringwinkel, they will check like, okay, is it textiles, uh, toys, is it electronics? And then uh, it goes to the, the correct sorting line and then they will check for quality. And that's a really important one uh, because that's when we check, okay, what is still reusable and what is not? Um, because we check for stains, for others, uh, for other criteria. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we're also going to repair what is uh, possible to repair. Um, and then afterwards, we have uh, the reusable project uh, products and we will give these products a second life through our channels. Uh, today, it's all physical channels. Maybe in the future, I will also have a digital channel uh, to do a reuse with. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I think of us as, as, as a, a crucial step in this uh, in the circular economy as we are at, at, the, at the middle of the chain. Eh? When, when you have a T-shirt and you're tired of, the t- of this T-shirt, but actually it's still a good T-shirt, uh, you cannot find uh, your friends or, or family which, who are interested in this T-shirt. You can always go to Kringwinkel, donate it. We give it a second life. And um, yeah, the, the, 
the uh, the third objective as so we create jobs with this uh, we give a second life to stuff and we also uh, make sure that everyone um, can buy good qualitative products uh, at a fair price so this is a, a calling uh, to donate yeah, yeah including <laughs> bring it, it to very the well. right <laughs> point uh, to, to Kringwinkel uh, located uh, nearby. Exactly. Uh, so we talked about uh, the Flemish, the Belgian perspective, but uh, are there any similar, similar organizations uh, in the rest of Europe? Because we're working with uh, the European textile and fashion industry. Um, are you also communicating to them or seeing? Uh, can you maybe explain the European landscape as well? Yeah, of course. So uh, we are Herwin, so we are the, the Flemish mm -hmm. part. Um, but there's also like a, a European Herwin uh, that is called Reuse. Uh, and that is the federation for... It is called Reuse. It is actually called Reuse. <laughs> That's uh, simple. With, uh, indeed, yeah. it's very uh, clear. Um, and uh, they do the, the European um, federation. So mm -hmm. uh, they group actually all the, the Herwins together. Um, and it's actually um, quite interesting because I, I noticed that there's now a dynamic uh, also in, in Europe uh, around this. Uh, because uh, next week, uh, for example, I have to talk on a, on a webinar for the Croatian government who wants to do something uh, similar as Herwin is doing now uh, in Flanders. So uh, I, I feel that there's like a, a movement going on there. Yeah. That's great. Uh, the connection uh, yeah. between European countries is important, sharing uh, the ideas. But we will come back on, uh, on the topic uh, of cooperation later. Uh, so the topic of today um, we will touch upon is a circular economy. Um, maybe for the listeners who are not yet uh, familiar uh, with this term, uh, if you look in online, um, uh, circular economy is built um, upon the idea to eliminate uh, textile waste by retaining maximum value out of raw materials via innovative uh, textile design, adopting new technologies and choosing for renewable uh, materials. But it's a very broad uh, concept and often explained uh, in a different way when you ask different people, uh, you know, um, uh, the definition of circular economy. So, um, Can you maybe explain to our listeners what circularity is for you? Yeah, uh, indeed, that circular economy is a, a very uh, broad concept. Uh, but I think uh, for me, what, what is the, the most uh, speaking uh, definition is really thinking in circles. Mm -hmm. So that's also uh, what I'm, what I'm trying to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Again, we are with the donuts. But really thinking in circles, like if you put any material or product on the market or, or into the, yeah, into the, the kring loop at uh, the circle. Okay, how can I make sure that this is, is being um, used as long as possible? So mm -hmm. prolonging the, the uh, longevity of a, of a product. And if it's really not possible anymore to use this, okay, how can I make sure that the product becomes a material again so that it can come back uh, into the circle afterwards? Um, and I think for us at, at Kringwinkel, it's also very um, important that circular economy, that it's also focused on the inner circle. That's what we always say. Uh, because you have the hierarchy in, in mm -hmm. circular economy um, where you check, okay, in the first place, uh, we can maybe refuse uh, to bring something on the market. Maybe you don't need the, the extra T-shirt. Um, and then you have the, the redesign, like how can we make sure that our products are designed in this way that they can be used for a long time or that they are um, that they can be reused or repaired afterwards. Because that is something that we as, as Kringwinkel is also a big challenge. Uh, we see that uh, quality is a very important indicator for the percentage of reuse that we can do um, later on. 
Um, and then you have reuse, uh, reuse and repair. That's that's exactly what we are doing today. Mm -hmm. uh, but of course, for us, it's also always a challenge to go higher up the ladder and to rethink our model. Can we be maybe uh, do uh, renting of clothing, for example? Mm -hmm. uh, and then in the last step, uh, you have the recycling, uh, what we always, what we are also investigating, uh, because if there's a T-shirt and it's worn already like so many times, and it comes to us and it has a hole uh, and it's not really uh, worthwhile to to fix it anymore okay how can we make sure that this t-shirt can become yarn to become a t-shirt again afterwards mm -hmm. so the thinking in circles is for me um, yeah the definition of circular economy and also the combinations like okay it's 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 so interesting that you can uh, repair and then reuse or go directly to recycling so it depends also on, on product product yeah, it's nice. I'm going to repeat uh, the hierarchy. So it's it's really reduce, reuse, recycle. Uh, yeah. Very nice uh, uh, hierarchy there. And also because um, a lot of people promoting recycling at first point, let's really, you know, recheck uh, what's the most uh, beneficial uh, option for um, um, circular e economy is there. So going back to uh, Herbin, your organization, it, it's a merger between SST and Komosi, so really a merger of the social part and uh, the circular and environmental part. Can you maybe tell us uh, something about the journey leading up to um, Herwin as an organization? What 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 was was this the first step? Uh, what what will be the future for Herwin? Um, I think the future for Herwin is, is is very bright as we see that that circular economy is is has been really picked up. Um, about the uh, SST and, and uh, Komosi merger, I think it was a really logical uh, movement mm -hmm. also. At, I, I know that it was not really easy. Uh, it, it has been difficult because, yeah, you put two worlds together. But now we're seeing that, it, that it's really working. That, um, for example, uh, Ministry um, of, of Social Department, they just launched a new um, innovation call, a new uh, growth call, where they, um, they are uh, applying new social jobs. Uh, and they are applying it in the in the climate plan, so they are really coupling the social and the circular. Uh, the circular, and so the the transition we did with heroin there um, has been proven really future proof. Okay, that's great. And if we uh, go back to the reuse uh, story, um, I think a lot of our uh, users can also relate to the secondhand uh, platforms and and really the the booming of of, of those platforms, especially as well. Uh, I think uh, during uh, Corona, also a lot of uh, fashion brands investing in their own uh, reuse uh, centers. Uh, does that have any impact on your day-to-day -day, uh, operations at uh, at Kringwinkel? Um, yeah, of course. I think that's a that's a really interesting uh, transition. Mm -hmm. uh, we started with with second hand like twenty five years ago, and then it was still like you know like oh second hand is for the poor people, and and we don't really know if we can shop at Kringwinkel because yeah we have enough uh, money, so maybe not. And now we see that 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 second hand is like everywhere and and becoming really mainstream. Um, we also see that there's like the huge trend of, of online platforms so where, where um, clothing gets sold also peer-to-peer. Uh, -peer, so you and I can just uh, swap, mm -hmm. a, swap a shirt. Uh, and that's a really interesting evolution to also see uh, from the clinical point of view and, and certainly from the business development point of view. Uh, and uh, I, I have to be, be honest, in the beginning, I was a bit like, whoa, okay, uh, we have a lot of competition now is it competition no it's not because we want local reuse so in the beginning we had to recalibrate a little bit like 
okay, we have to start seeing this as, as uh, part of a bigger picture, like there's like mm -hmm. a reuse movement or a circular movement here. Um, and so that is working really good now. And, and, and now we are also actively reaching out to, to potential partners or, um, yeah, to see like, okay, how can we match this, this circular um, mission that you are doing to also our social mission that we are doing. And so it's, it's, it's a really, it's a journey where we are still in eh, because our world is moving so fast and we have still a, a lot of work to do, I think, mm -hmm. uh, especially in the digital field also to, to catch up a little bit. Um, but yeah, it's it's very interesting uh, evolution. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm uh, also uh, noting down that calling uh, to to the brands that maybe are active on uh, our platform Ellie Connect as well to reach out to the actual pioneer in uh, in reuse to Kringwinkel uh, to Herwin uh, to uh, to help you uh, yeah, with that uh, that as well. Um, and and what about the consumer side? Of course, if you see the success of of, of the reuse markets, I would assume that consumer mindset has also changed um can you can you confirm that uh, indeed uh, and that it changes your uh, your activities yeah and yeah. is it a certain type of uh, of consumer that that's changing the mindset um we see that indeed um yeah that 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 second hand is not uh, not in the margin anymore that it's it's, it's getting sexy it's getting a little <laughs> bit sexy even you can use that word on a podcast and, uh, <laughs> and also what we see in our in our stores and that's that's actually really cool is that's a lot of a lot of young people uh, who are shop, shopping now mm -hmm. at Kingwinkle. Uh, and actually, that is because uh, they also want to have like uh, an individuality. Yeah, they know that what they what they shop in the Kringwinkel, yeah, that that no one else can find it uh, anywhere else because that's the Kringwinkel. There's just like one piece of everything, um, and so we see that indeed a lot of young people have found Kringwinkel. Uh, that's also something that we are uh, trying to address more on social media. Uh, we have like the Kringfluencers. Um, and then uh, a second thing that we are noticing now, actually, um, we just launched also uh, a customer uh, survey and, and uh, um, a news article about it, is that like uh, that we have more buyers of secondhand, but we see that the most um, the the most important reason to buy secondhand still is because of economical reasons. So I think it's also linked to to inflation um, and to yeah times where everything is getting very expensive. That some people just have to come to to Kringwinkel or to or buy secondhand because their budget otherwise wouldn't um, yeah wouldn't pass uh, it through. So we have uh, always we have two reasons uh, which are important. It's like the economical reasons and then it's like to contribute to something better uh, to because of sustainability reasons or because of the social employment um, mm -hmm. mission that we have. And it's uh, it's good to combine both because there's still, you know, an option of investing in cheap fast fashion there. Uh, so uh, I think uh, going Indeed. for the social uh, social and circular economy is a, is a better choice for uh, for the consumers. Speaking win -win. from my, my point of view, it's a heroin. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> um, Okay, let's um, talk a little bit about uh, circular uh, transition that is needed um, in the textile and, and, and fashion industry as well. Um, do you feel that the, the current tools, systems that are there today are adequate uh, to support uh, the shift? Or um, in case something is missing, uh, what, what do you believe is, is missing? I think yeah, the circular shift it's a uh, it's a big uh, a challenge. Um, and and if I can speak for for Kringwinkel, uh, we are already uh, a circular company from from the heart. Mm -hmm. But I see that we are sometimes still struggling with 
like okay for example the the textiles that we couldn't uh, we that we can't sell okay uh, how can we make sure it gets a durable uh, second third life um, and so there what's what's missing is 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 actually uh, focus uh, I think that we need to take the time and the means to to focus on a certain product group uh, for mm -hmm. example because um, yeah, textiles is a different world than electronics, than uh, furniture. And so every product group is a, is a whole chain on itself. So that's what we're trying to learn now as a sector also to, to keep our focus um, and also to, to get the scale together. Uh, and I think that's in, in the circular, that's, that's, a, that's a challenge for us, but I think for, for the whole uh, circular world, like, okay, how can we go from, from small uh, pilots, uh, from small initiatives, and how can we scale this up so that we, that we can um, really make an impact and, and uh, uh, and really um, recycle a lot of uh, volume at once and, and make it like a durable business model that can, can go for, for, for years on. Yeah, and there you gave a perfect kickoff, I think, to the next topic, uh, which is relevant for us is, is collaboration, of course. Um, and, you know, it's it's sometimes easier said uh, than, than, than done. So as Herwin is really the umbrella above uh, the, the Kringwinkels, the reuse centers, um, I, I can assume that they all have their, their own identity. How can you then make sure uh, that um, collaboration is there and that you have one vision? Uh, how do you cope with, uh, with that? That's indeed uh, Ali, uh, an, an important factor in the circular economy because we see that everything is coming, going bigger and, 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 and yeah, larger. So uh, we as a sector, we need to be also uh, as much as possible where needed one voice. Um, so I think the sector, um, we work together already for a long time. So there's a habit of collaborating as uh, we now, uh, I think last year we celebrated the, 22nd, uh, the, the uh, 25th uh, anniversary of our brand at Kringwinkel. Um, but now I see also, it, yeah, <laughs> we just party time. Yeah, yeah, we just launched. I know what our, is going to serve. <laughs> yeah, indeed. We just launched our new um, uh, the upgrade of the brand, and mm -hmm. we are very uh, proud of it. Um, but so what we also see is that okay, uh, maybe we should also enlarge this collaboration. I think that's also a bit uh, the point of of my job also. Like um, we see that there's a tendency to collaborate more, um, and and a very concrete um, example is also the the we we had some Vlio projects that we um, put together together with you mm -hmm. also. Yes. <laughs> uh, and where we get like a lot of Kringwinkels uh, who are in one project and who really uh, decided like for example for the the waste streams of textiles, why don't we sort them out together? Uh, why don't we do this in a, a communal infrastructure? Because if we will all have to invest in this. Technology on ourselves, then it's it's yeah, it's not uh, um, profitable at all. So we need to do this together, mm -hmm. and we see this tendency in 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 um, in, in projects coming up. Um, and so I think that's a, a very important role of of Herwin also to to always spot like the synergies and and to to motivate to put them together and 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 to to look for the um, yeah the the red thread within these uh, projects. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's the, the that's a very big challenge. But I think we are um, yeah we're a good way. Last year we also had a, a common strategy that was uh, proposed to the sector, mm -hmm. like the maximal local reuse, uh, where ten ambitions were defined, and it's now these ambitions that we are with the sector tackling together, and, and yeah, everything step by step uh, and as much as possible together. Yeah, and uh, I I assume it comes with a mindset 
change or or do you feel that this open mindset which is needed for collaboration that it has always been there in your uh, dna or is it still uh, you know a shift to make uh, i think it will always be um yeah it's always important to keep that in mind that the open mindset is is very important uh sometimes i also um um yeah i see by must i see with myself like oh no these these uh, companies are also selling second hand oh oh it's competition but then you have to no we have to work together it's there's like a common goal so i think it's something that you always have to have in in the back of your head like okay we we have to do this together and and step by step and that that's really good agreements can also help uh, with this open mindset and also uh, within the sector what I try to do is always repeat 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 and uh, always give the context like mm -hmm. okay this is us but this is like the big world and and we always need to keep an eye on this big world because the big world is going there uh, and if we don't watch out we are going the other side so mm -hmm. um, yeah repeating is uh, the magic world <laughs> yeah that's a that's a good tip uh, what about this vision was this something that was uh, drafted bottom-up with uh, the Kringwinkels together or is this something that was really top-down initiated? How did the process work there? It was uh, not uh, top-down. Uh, we uh, we uh, created the whole process because we saw like I, I described the evolution uh, earlier like Oh, oh uh, this retailer is going secondhand. Uh, we have Vinted coming up. We have a lot of things mm -hmm. that are changing. We also see that circular economy. Like we were once pioneers. Now it's everywhere. And we felt like in the sector that there were like um, unrest. Like, okay, some said we had to go left. Some said we had to go right. And we felt like, okay, we need to capture this. And we need to have like a, a, a common strategy to position ourselves in this and to make sure that we can still create jobs within 30 years because that's what we want is you reuse and the jobs uh, and so we sat together with the whole sector it was like everyone who wanted to to join could participate and we hired a consultant also to help us with that because mm -hmm. we also knew like okay this is bigger uh, than the heroin <laughs> team uh, we need also some professional help in here and so um, we really started with 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 capturing a lot of information like okay uh, what is the market doing what is what is our own um, workings like in Kringwinkel uh, which uh, product category costs how much and and what is our USP actually uh, mm -hmm. what are we really really good in um, and so that's when when we had a lot of discussions and and talks about this and then at the end we we got like a, a, a really uh, big summary uh, of, of every talks and every conclusions from this consultant. And then we at Herwin uh, tried to make a, a theory of change from it. Um, I don't know theory if you Theory of change, that that's, <laughs> sounds uh, amazing. That's <laughs> like something that all NGOs do. Uh, yeah. And uh, what is a theory of change? That's a way um, how if you are an NGO, you probably want to change the world and you want to change, mm -hmm. make the world a better place. So what you have to do is you have to start from, okay, what's change do you want to see within five years? Uh, and so for us, that was clear. Okay, we want uh, maximal local reuse in Flanders and we want to couple this with jobs. Uh, and so then based on this strategy, we also uh, derived from this, um, this ambition, we derived 10 action points um, that would all lead to this uh, strategy mm -hmm. of maximal local reuse. And I have to say that once we had these 10 ambitions, these 10 priorities, um, for me, it also brought a lot of 
rest like okay this is what we are going to do and maybe even more important these things are also things that we are not going to do um, because you always have scarce uh, means and scarce mm-hmm. time so you have to pick your focus points uh, and that's what we are doing now with the sector uh, we are focusing on these 10 <laughs> things which is a, a big number even, yeah. <laughs> but the picking is always difficult uh, and that's what we are following up now uh, every year. Okay, okay, how are we doing on the ten ambitions? Uh, do we have to uh, adapt our, our strategy or not? And uh, so, yeah, that's a really good uh, way to, to go forward and to have like one uh, vision within the sector. Wow, that's great to hear. Uh, there's also a lot of private companies with this purpose of changing the world. So this is actually Indeed. great. Uh, and, and, and then I wanted to talk about, you know, um, collaboration. So you talked about internal collaboration uh, with, uh, well, between the Kringwinkels, between between Herwin, also your first steps. Uh, well, I don't know if it's your first steps, but, um, you know, um, into external collaboration uh, with uh, the Vlajo project for instance uh, is this something that you have been doing uh, more what is your ambition uh, you know on building external networks as well yeah i think that's something that uh, we as a sector we should uh, start uh, I mean, we are already doing this but uh, that external networks are, i really notice this now how important it is mm-hmm. um, like for example we have the we also have a project around electronics and uh, I see that because we have this project, we we getting this network. Uh, we have like, for example, uh, a partner organizations repair and share where we work a lot with. And now it goes way easier for other projects also. And the same for textiles. We we now know Florence. I'm now on your podcast. You guys went also on uh, on our congress. So it's it's like really important to to really reinforce each other because we have the same uh, mission uh, statement yes. actually to, <laughs> to have more circularity in the textiles uh, landscape. So I think that is really helping us and and the sector also to to yeah to move in the right direction and to be sure that if if there's like relevant movement that that we are also part of this and that we can also represent the social part uh, mm-hmm. in this whole transition. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, me myself as personally as an entrepreneur, I truly believe that uh, every enterpri- enterprise should be a social enterprise. Uh, yeah. That it's not just Indeed. a niche that is uh, linked to uh, organi- organizations such as uh, Herwin. So definitely Definitely, and uh, I feel a mindset shift there as well. So, uh, but indeed, it's about creating synergies across uh, uh, industry, open collaboration. So um, that is uh, that is very important. So, uh, but I feel that you know a lot of companies as well in the, the textile and fashion industry are still you know fighting some borders uh, and and trying you know to cope with open collaboration maybe uh, do you have some advice or tips for these companies how to tackle that yeah that uh, i can imagine that it's not uh, as easy for everyone <laughs> as uh, um, yeah as for for Kringwinkel. Uh, but one thing that that um, one uh, yeah thing that I learned from from a colleague who actually said it to me uh, because sometimes I also want to go really fast like yes we have to do this and it has to be there next <laughs> year uh, and even faster if possible and she said to me like okay uh, the grass is not going uh, going to grow faster if you if you pull on it <laughs> and I was like that was like a moment for me like yes okay. That's actually true. So I would really recommend to to like have your vision and to also give it time. Like it's it's 
it's really a, a big change what we are going through and and i also see like things are changing um i another book tip uh, jan rotmans uh, embrace the chaos mm-hmm. uh he also said Florence, that, did yeah. you know that town <laughs> <laughs> he also said in the beginning of this of his book like he's now uh, 40 years in his career and sometimes he gets like really um sad because and depressed like oh nothing is changing it's not going fast enough but then he thinks about 30 years ago when there's like no green energy there was like no one talking about circular economy <laughs> that's like nothing and it was the only one and so now he sees like okay we're actually going in a in a direction uh, it just takes a lot of time but we are actually going this direction so i i could give this tip like okay don't panic if it's going to to slow but just uh, trust the process also okay That's a good tip. Just step by step uh, and have patience. And uh, celebrate success. Feel the change. Celebrate success. I totally agree. Uh, I think another facilitator for uh, circularity will be technology. I think uh, as well one of your uh, favorite topics to talk about. Um, what do you feel technology uh, could mean uh, for a circular economy? How can it enable it? And and. Do you have some examples uh, from that, uh, from your own experience? Yeah, I think uh, technology can be indeed an enabler for for circular economy. I think in the first instance uh, to capture more data, um, because that's also a huge challenge for us as as Kringwinkel, like how to know what is where, uh, what is coming in, um, what is being repaired, what not, which brands are are Mm -hmm. really reusable, what not. Um, and maybe, for example, um, for for our sector, it's always like a bit paradoxical because we don't want to use technology to to eliminate jobs, mm-hmm. uh, what what is often uh, done. Uh, so it's always like, okay, how are we going to use technology to support our our Kringwinkel uh, uh, colleagues? Uh, and so one example is in in the end of life, if we see that something something is not reusable, okay, we have like this 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 textile, but of, often we do not know like which material is it, mm-hmm. and you need to know which material it it is to recycle it. Mm-hmm. So now we're doing a, a pilot um, in turnout actually, where we have um, technology who is scanning every uh, piece of clothing to know okay which kind of material is it, and is then helping the employee to. Uh, to drop it in the right basket. Um, so that's one of the the uh, applications, I think, for, for what uh, technology could help us. Another very important and, and interesting project that we're doing is uh, we are actually investigating if AI um, technology can also use us, uh, help us to make the reuse decision. Mm-hmm. Um, like I explained before, like we have this, this sorting lines where, where people do the quality check. Um, but maybe uh, sometimes, um, It's difficult to know, like, okay, will this be sold in the store uh, or maybe it has to go online? So now we are seeing, like, okay, maybe there's, like, technology who can capture this, this, um, yeah, this product and who can say, like, mm, okay, this is selling well online or this is selling well uh, in the store. And that so they can uh, help the, the person uh, make the decision. And this way we can even get more uh, reuse there. So I think in the sorting process, um, technology can really enable um, maximum Uh, we used to okay nice to hear i think we should invite you in a few years again uh, to talk about these projects yeah uh, very indeed. interesting uh so um what about uh the future for uh herwin uh, how do you see growth say in uh yeah on the long term uh 2030 2050 what what are your ambitions 
I think our ambitions uh, at Herwin are, uh, are always the same and it's like uh, the creating uh, of, of more jobs uh, in the social circular economy. Um, so that's, uh, that's a, a very good one where we're still uh, working on. And I think the, the um, yeah, circular economy can be an opportunity to create more jobs. Um, and for Kringwinkel, I think uh, also a big ambition should be to, to just uh, double the reuse that we do today and, and uh, always find innovative ways to do this. For example, now we are the, the sales channel, but maybe we can be the facilitator of resale for other retailers. Mm-hmm. Or um, maybe we need to work together with one of the online platforms to, to capture the stuff that is not sold and uh, capture it in our own channels. So I think, yeah, the, the growth ambition is in the jobs and in the, in the reuse for Kringwinkel. Okay, amazing. So uh, we hope uh, at Teleconnect we can help you with uh, with that as well. I'm sure. We're uh, approaching the end uh, of our very interesting uh, podcast. Um, we heard a little bit about your plans, ambitions, futures, goals, uh, and of course the importance of uh, of collaboration there. Uh, now we have the opportunity to reach out as well to the Eliconnect community. Is there something uh, where they can help you on your uh, journey? Um, yeah, if so, then I think this is the perfect moment uh, to reach out to our listeners as well. Uh, yeah, of course. Great. Yeah, uh, we have a, a transformative journey for us uh, as Greenwinkle and, and as uh, Flanders in the whole. So I think uh, we cannot do this alone. And, and um, if there's uh, people listening, who, for example, uh, no uh, can help us with uh, recycling the waste streams that we have today. Uh, they can always reach out uh, to me or when there's uh, retailers or producers listening and they want to do a, a fun collection with Kringwickel or they want to do a take-back service, um, we can always be the partner for them so they can always reach out to me. Wow, that's great. I think there's uh, already there's a lot, lot of, of actors that could act upon Indeed. that. Great. So um, to finish our talk, um, I would like you to end with some kind of, you know, motiva- motivational message uh, to, to everyone who wants to, uh, yeah, who is already a change maker and who wants to become uh, a change maker, but who is sometimes struggling uh, day to day. Do you have a tip message for them uh, personally? Yeah, I think uh, there is the this tip of um, yeah, don't be too impatient. Uh, I know it's like the the fault of every business developer or innovation person, <laughs> like thinking <I> know. <laughs> has to be there like next month. Uh, but I know I already know. Um, I saw like okay, every work you're doing, and sometimes you don't see the, the results directly, but there's always an indirect effect, and and it's going in in this one direction. It's going slow, but it goes, and uh, I think we need everyone to 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 steer uh, our society and 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 the economy in this direction so we just have to keep pushing or pulling and just don't give up and and don't be too impatient great thank you for that so that brings us unfortunately to the end of uh, this episode uh, thank you Yulin for your very uh, inspiring uh, messages and uh, sharing your interesting uh, um, ideas on the future of social and uh, circular uh, economy thank you everyone uh, for listening today um, if you want uh, to uh, to listen re-listen to the episode you can do that on our social media channels as well as well as on our platform elliconnect.com Please subscribe if you have not uh, done so today and please leave a comment or a like. Uh, We really love uh, to hear from you. 
I'm very inspired um, and um, thank you Yolene again for that um, and uh, let's hope uh, we can help you on your journey but in any case uh, as you gave the message let's take small steps but let's take them together thank yeah, you yeah thank you very much Julie for the invite it's really nice to be here thank you. Bye.